With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Tuesday, March 28th. Russ filling in here for uh, for Matt Russell today on this Tuesday as Matt will be gone for this week and next week as well. But uh, guys, how's it going? Russ, how do you feel you get to hop in here on a Tuesday? You get to double up on the days with uh, lots of games. Yeah, definitely. No, once I checked the uh, schedule out, I was pumped. Some great games tonight. It almost feels like a Thursday. There's so many good games. So yeah, this is great. The last, you know, last night's games were pretty average. And then the night before that were really bad. And it looks like... Uh, there's only three games tomorrow, so yeah, I'm getting the uh, getting the good days this week. It's great. Yeah, and Todd, you get to go to uh, New Jersey this weekend. We talked about that on the show last week. You're gonna head out there. How was your trip to uh, New Jersey? Watch the Devils play. Uh, it was very good. It was great meeting a whole bunch of people who've been reading my stuff for like a decade. Um, I ended up at the same bar as Saquon Barkley one night, and no the Devils, and the Devils clinched the playoffs for the second time since I was in high school. So. Overall, very good weekend. Wow. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Did you get to say hi to Saquon Barkley? What was up there? No, I left them alone because there was a lot of people who weren't even in the bar who were just coming in, taking a picture and leaving. Like he was getting harassed oh, okay. pretty good. So I, I didn't want to, I wanted to let him do his thing. He was just trying to play some darts. What bar was <laughs> it? Uh, it was called The Park with a C. It was in uh, Harrison or something. Okay, got you. No, that's awesome. All right, well, before we get into the games here, I want to remind everyone that all the picks that we give out here on this show will be tracked in the BetStamp app. Uh, They will be locked until game time, but we will review all the picks that we give out during the show. At the end of the show, break them all down, talk to you about how many units we played, what prices we played them at, what teams, what sides, what totals, what props. We'll review them all at the very end of the show, and you can find that on the BetStamp app, which you can find on iOS and Android, as well as web. You can find us specifically on there in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ, but I want to let people know the easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using bets an odds comparison tool like BetStamp because BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. You can download the app today, and if you are looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework you can find that the link in the description of this video if you sign up through this page it helps support the edgework show so guys make sure to do that if you are looking to sign up for new sports books if you are looking for an odds comparison or a tracking tool make sure to head on over to the BetStamp app let's get into the games here today we got 10 nhl games on the schedule so break them all break them down the ones that we have bets in if we skip a game or there's a game that you guys have questions about in the chat make sure to fire them away we will answer questions live on here even if it is about process or why somebody feels a certain way about something but let's get into the first game here pittsburgh at detroit tonight 
Pittsburgh currently holding on to the second wild card spot in the East. They're three points back. The Islanders, as it stands right now, they got two games in hand on them, so an opportunity to make up some ground, maybe pass them. You're looking at them three points up on the Florida Panthers now. Florida losing to the Senators last night, but Pittsburgh going into this one is 16-16 and five on the road so far this season. And this Detroit team coming into this game on a two-game losing streak. Russ, if you're looking at this one, sitting six and a half right now, you can find a plus money price on this game. Is the over something you'd be looking at to play here more so than maybe a side? Yep. Yeah, that's the direction we're looking here. Um, you know, uh, basically, I think, you know, I think that any sixes are a little bit too short for this pit pen, this Penguins team. Um, so we did lock in over six at like minus 119 this morning. And yeah, I think that over six minus 120 is perfect. I think, you know, I play it probably up to minus 125 or so. And then uh, I would still take that plus money if it plus money six and a half if it does get uh, too juiced. But yeah, go ahead and lock that in. This is a simple numbers play for me, a fairly simple handicap. Uh, my numbers have this game north of seven the majority of the time here. Um, this is a uh, Pittsburgh team who has been struggling on defense quite a bit. They've had quite a few injuries on defense. So they have a very, very, they lack depth on defense to say the least. Um, they've been dealing with injuries with uh, Ruda and uh, Chad Ruil and, um, and Petrie as well. So it's a kind of a mishmash of defensemen that they're, they're lining up out there every night. And we don't have the exact lineup tonight. But I'm, I'm pretty confident with uh, with either, you know, any combination of these six guys. I think there's a good chance that we get to seven here. Um, yeah, it, you know, this Pittsburgh team wants to play a very, very wide open game. Lots of scoring chances. They're second in the league and expected goals for. And Detroit's basically the opposite here. They want to they want to slow the game down. They want to play low event game, uh, more of a defensive team. And uh, I would you know, I wouldn't be looking at this if uh, Detroit was playing somebody that was a little bit slower, like Boston or, or even a Tampa Bay or Carolina. But I think this matchup lends well to, to more goals just because of how poor Pittsburgh is on defense. You generate some chances for the wings. And uh, you know, I think the Pittsburgh's going to get their, their, their goal chances, no matter what, no matter who they're playing. And Villa Huso has just been playing very poor. So I think this should be six and a half, you know, minus 110 or even minus 120. And I've got closer to 7.4 here. So I was happy to play over six and a, over six minus 120. So yeah, I will lock that in this morning. All right, so there you go. First official play of the day. First game in the night, we'll lock in the over six minus 120. Also looking at over six and a half uh, at some plus money. Russ, what would you need on a plus money price at six and a half for you to be interested in playing it? And then I guess kind of the part two of that question would be how far would you consider too far on the over six for you to start wanting to look at the over six and a half there? Yeah, absolutely. So like it's just a simple math thing right if uh if i was looking at like a six and a half maybe plus 115 i would jump all over that compared to the six but i do think that six at minus 120 is a better much better price and i would play that all the way up to the minus 125 i think is fine the key there is you know you just got that push you know you got that that ability to push if you do end up on six um you know so you get your bet back whatever you break even and you know obviously six and a half you would need seven but yeah so there's a there's not a big discrepancy there on my numbers because I do have seven and a, seven, four here, seven, three, nine. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't budge either way. I wouldn't uh, disagree with either play really. I just think the, uh, the six minus minus one twenty is, uh, has a little bit more value than the six and a half right now. Got it. All right. 
Uh, moving on to the next game here, uh, Todd, I have a question for you. You're here on the Tuesday show. We go always with you. We're always looking at these teams that we sit here and say, oh, this team's playing like garbage or the other team's playing so well. We're going to flip the other way. We'll take the other team. You're looking at Nashville on the road tonight at Boston. Boston has been one team this year who's absolutely incredible at home. I mean, you're looking at them with 119 points this year. They are 33-3 and at home. They're on a seven-game win streak, 8-2 and in their last 10. But we did just experience them resting guys out the other day. Uh, it, it was like a last-minute decision where they sat guys out, hold them out to rest them. Now you got Nashville coming in. Nashville's still in a spot where they feel like they might be able to push into the playoffs here and yet tonight we're looking at them big plus money price plus 275 would there be any way that you might be enticed to jump on nashville or back them against the bruins in boston uh not really (laughs) i mean boston would have to be sitting quite a few guys perhaps even more so than last game uh i just when you look at the numbers nashville is playing so bad right now it's basically just been uc saros keeping them afloat um, past 10 games, their expected goal share at 5 is 5 is 38%. And Boston, even sitting like uh, Bergeron and Marchand, for example, like they did last game, they still play very well. They still have a lot of talent. They can still control the run of play. Um, so I, I just don't see any scenario really where I'd want to be on Nashville because let's say they decide to sit Pasternak and maybe Krejci. I'm assuming that means that Bergeron and Marchand would be coming right back in. So there's not really a drop-off in talent from what we just watched the game before. Um, so unless Boston goes crazy and, you know, sits like all of two lines worth of guys, basically, then I don't think I'm going to be on Nashville here. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Russ, would there be any way that you would look at, uh, look at this game at all? No, I mean, I think there's a couple angles that you could try and look at just because of these, uh, these, you know, substitutions on these top two lines for Boston, uh, last game when they did have Marsha and out. Uh, we played Tyler Bertuzzi over two and a half goals at like plus 150. And it, it took a minute to get there, but it did get there in the third period. So that's what I would monitor, man. If uh, if one of these guys slides up to the front first line, even Pasta, like he had like seven shots on goal last game, had like five in the first period. Yeah. So you know, I think like if he slides up to, uh, to that first line, and Marchand is out, then that's a good look. Uh, you know, same thing with Bertuzzi. Like if you're getting that plus 150-ish, on their over shots, that's, that's certainly the way that I'll be looking. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, I, I have uh, Boston significantly lower favorite with those two, those two top guys out. Uh, but if they do play, I think that number's right about on market, but yeah, there's no way I'm getting involved with the Preds here. I think that the way to go would be just keep an eye on the, keep an eye on those front two lines for the Bruins and then pick off maybe a, a stale player prop. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good way to go about it. I saw your tweet the other day there, Russ, on uh, I think it was Sunday when they were announced out that you're grabbing the Bertuzzi shots on goal, but I just missed it. That was uh, just a little too late to the party on that one. Yeah, it was like between him and Pasta, and uh, Bertuzzi had a little bit better odds, higher odds, and of course, like Pasta gets over in like the first you know 15 minutes of the game, he goes over his. <laughs> so like, ah, great. I saw that too. But yeah, finally, Bertuzzi did get there in the third period, so thankfully, all good. But yeah, you know, I think yeah, I think that's a great great way to look. All right. Now let's move on to a game here where we've got a double best bet. As I mentioned, uh, if you you do have questions about a game that we kind of gloss over or skip here, make sure to ask them in the chat. We'll circle back to those. We can 
answer anything you guys have, whether it be about a price or a side that you guys like, a prop in that game. Make sure to ask away in the chat. We'll go back to those. But uh, otherwise, we'll skip through to the, some of the games that we do have bets on us. There is a full card. We got bets and player props here for tonight. So double best bet in this one. Uh, Todd, I'm going to let you take this away first. You're looking to back the Vancouver Canucks here tonight. This team 8-2 in their last 10 on a three-game win streak tonight. Coming in, currently sitting minus 103 best price. Why are you getting behind the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, they're playing very good hockey right now. I mean, they're, they've won 8 of 10, as you mentioned, and they're full value for it. All their underlying numbers have been very good. Uh, across all game states, they're top five in expected goal share, top five in high danger chance share. Um, have outscored opponents 36 to 20 or something like that over this stretch. Uh, Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller, they're all piling up the points. Uh, with Demko back in, the goaltending has been very good as well. They're top five in team save percentage in the stretch. Um, they have played a bit of a softer schedule, but I'm not going to play that card when they're going up against the Blues. Like It's not mm -hmm. like the Blues are a step up. Um, the Blues, the last 10 games, they've lost the expected goal battle at 5 or 5 every single one of them which is bad enough alone, but when you factor in, they face the Ducks, the Red Wings twice, the Blue Jackets, the Sharks, et cetera, in that stretch. That's honestly pretty embarrassing. Um, they're getting outplayed every single game right now. Uh, Jordan Bennington's allowed almost 13 goals, more than expected this year, so he's not someone who's going to just keep them afloat if they're getting caved in. Um, so I just think the Canucks are the much better team right now. They have more talent than the Blues post-deadline and all these injuries. And I just see edges and goal, edges on the power play, edges everywhere. And uh, I'm happy to take them at this price. Yeah, I mean, that was very, very well said, man. Yeah, nailed it all right on the head. <clears throat> yeah, it's just a, this is a simple, uh, pretty simple handicap, really. Uh, I was very surprised when I saw this line close to even this morning or last night. Uh, so it probably should be Canucks closer to minus 125 or minus 130. Uh, like you said, man, they, they, this Blues team has found a few wins recently, but it's been against a very, very soft schedule. And uh, they've got 43 goals in their last 10 games, but they are 30th in expected goals for. They're, you know, they're 24 expected goals. So it just shows you they've been getting very lucky and, uh, you know, basically taking advantage of a very poor, poor opposition. Um, this simply comes down to Vancouver's playing great defense. Uh, St. Louis plays no defense at all, basically. And then, yeah, in goal, this is a complete mismatching goal. Demko's been playing amazing. So, yep, I, I locked this in at minus 104, I think, this morning. I think that's a great play. Should be, uh, should be a lot higher than that. So, yeah, let's go. All right, so there you go. We tracked that one uh, at minus 103 current best price available out there. Uh, and again, a reminder, if you don't have some of these sports books that you're seeing on the screen, maybe there's prices out there that are better than the ones that you have access to, make sure to click the link in the description to be able to sign up for sports books. It helps support the Edgework show, and that is at betsamp.app slash edgework. So head on over there if you want to sign up for new sports books. But uh, yes, there you go. Minus 103 Vancouver Canucks money line, a double best bet for the show here tonight and moving on to another game here tonight the la kings on the road to take on the calgary flames now uh, we looked at the we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago the calgary was priced at as a favorite against the kings they ended up getting blown out this calgary team is on the outside looking in of a playoff spot right now it's not like it's completely impossible for them to do so but it's going to take a lot of luck down the stretch in terms of them being able to continue to compile some points as well as Winnipeg maybe being falling off a little bit here as you are looking at 
eight games remaining on their both of their schedules, and Calgary is four points back of Winnipeg. This is a spot where Calgary is going to need to pick up points, but as we talked about on the show yesterday, must win does not mean will win. You're looking at Calgary tonight, Russ. That minus price, is that enough for you to flip over to the other side and take a, take a shot on the LA Kings? Yep, yeah, definitely. It looks like it is moving a little bit, but yeah, I think that uh, the Kings at plus one fifteen is a great price to lock in. And uh, yeah, I think this this is another price that's just a little bit off. I was very very surprised to see Calgary Flames minus one forty against a team that they lost eight to two to last week or a week and a half ago. I mean, this is a we've talked about this Flames team so many times. This is super strange. They actually are playing good hockey when you look at the metrics, but they just don't win very many games. And it seems like when they have these massive must-win games, for some reason they don't show up. And I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if there's something going on in the locker room or what the deal is. But this is a this is an anomaly team. And uh, if Vegas keeps lining it like they're, you know, a playoff contender, one of the top teams in the league, then we'll happily just keep going on the other side. Uh, this Kings team has proven week in, week out that they are one of the best teams in the West. I mean, they're playing absolutely awesome. Their last 10 games, 8-0-2. They've got 44 goals for and 21 goals against. Uh, six in expected goals and second in expected goals against. So, I mean, this is, it's not like uh, the Flames are playing, you know, somebody down in the middle of the league. Really, they're playing one of the best teams in the West. And uh, I don't think that warrants a minus 140 or even a minus 135 price. Um, something to note, I think, I'm not sure that it matters a ton who you have in goalie for the Kings. But I would probably prefer Copley just because he's playing well lately. But I mean, even if we get uh, Yunus Corposalo, I think that you, you easily have the edge over a Markstrom who's 76th in expected, or I'm sorry, in goals saved above expectation. 76. I mean, that's awful for Markstrom. So, I, you know, I think there's advantages everywhere, and this number's just a little bit off again. So, yeah, happily take the, uh, the road dog here in the Kings. Why are we seeing the Flames price at this again? This is now, obviously, we talked about the one where they lost 8-2, and yes, uh, results can fluctuate your opinions on what something should have been, and obviously coming away with that one where you're looking at Calgary, they were a favorite, or they were favored going into the game against the Kings and get blown out, but even prior to that game, we kind of sat here and said, I don't know why this one is lying the way that it is. This doesn't make sense. Now, run it back, Calgary taking on LA again, like, how are we ending up in this spot yet again where we're ending up with Calgary as a favorite? You know, I think you can – I think when you do break it down and look at some of the Flames metrics, I can kind of understand what odds makers are thinking. They have been playing very, very well. They just don't win. I mean, second right. in expected goals for over the last 10 games and seventh in expected goals against. So they're playing some very good hockey. They're, you know, they're slowing teams down. It's just they're not getting goaltending, man. It's like Dan Vladar was playing pretty well, and then he dropped off. And it seemed like Markstrom was actually getting back in the zone a little bit. And then the last week or so, he's just been playing terribly. So, yeah, this was similar. I mean, they played – they played the Golden Knights last Thursday and, you know, we had our show and I thought I would be on the Knights and I did end up on the Knights at plus 130 and they won 3-2 and it, it wasn't a particularly close game. So I think this is a very similar situation and uh, the Kings are even better than the Knights in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I can kind of understand just because of the metrics, some of the underlying metrics, why they keep getting priced like this. Vegas thinks that sometime this Flames team will come around, but, you know, I don't buy it. So I'm going to, and be on the other side easily. 
Fair enough. So we lock in plus 115 on the LA Kings here tonight on the road against the Calgary Flames. Now, moving on to another Western matchup. Todd, in the Edmonton-Vegas game here tonight, Edmonton currently sitting third in the Pacific. They are three points back of the Kings, five points back of this Vegas team. And rolling in here, they are 8-1-1 one, one in their last 10. Last time they played Vegas was this Saturday. They did end up losing that game in overtime. They are, this team is 22-11-3 on the road this year. Vegas, on the other hand, coming into this one on a four-game win streak. They are 8-2 in their last 10, just holding on to that first spot in the Pacific. Which side would you be looking at to get behind here tonight with, uh, with the Oilers on the road in Vegas? Uh, I played the Oilers. Um, outside of a healthy version of the Avalanche, I think the Oilers have a, a strong case as the best team in the entire Western Conference. Um the past 10 games, they've controlled about 55% of the high danger chances. They're dominating teams at 5 5. I think that checks out because obviously the at home addition was very helpful. They got Ivana Kane back as well. So I, I think these numbers are sustainable. Um, their power play is as good as anybody's, and they lead the league in shorthanded goals. So if they're playing well at 5 5, they're going to win a ton of games. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Um, I also have uh, Stuart Skinner as a massive upgrade over Jack Campbell. I think Campbell's been one of the worst goalies in the league this year, whereas Stuart, uh, Skinner's been uh, starting quality for sure. And I also just think this Vegas team's a little bit overrated right now. They've won a lot of games, but their numbers are absolutely dreadful uh, in terms of, especially defensively. Um, across all situations, only the Jackets, Ducks, Sharks, and Sens have allowed more high-digit chances the past 10 games. So if you have bad goaltending or mediocre goaltending, whatever you want to call it, um, and you're giving up a ton of chances to McDavid, Dreisaitl, and company. I don't think it's going to end very well. So uh, even in the back-to-back -back situation, uh, I like the Oilers here. I think they're the better team. They have more talent. Their process is better, and uh, I like Skinner as well in goal. Russ, was yep, there anything you were looking yeah. at in this one? Yeah, I mean, with that little dip back into like minus 115, I think that's a great price to take the Oilers. And I pretty much agree with everything that Todd said here. <clears throat> One of the main things is, yeah, this uh, this Knights team is sort of an anomaly on defense, kind of the opposite of the Flames, really. They've been winning a ton of games, but the metrics are are very poor, as Todd, uh, as Todd highlighted there, 28th in expected goals allowed and just giving up all kinds of scoring chances. And yeah, that's a, uh, you don't, you know, against Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, you, you know, that's probably not, not something you want to do is give up a bunch of scoring chances or a bunch of time in the zone. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the way I'm looking as well. Um, there's so many injuries for Vegas that I'm not planning on locking anything in yet. Uh, you've got, you know, Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill, the, the two goalies are uh, pretty much out injured. So we're probably going to see quick tonight. But you got Will Carrier, Riley Smith, Keegan Colsar, Alec Martinez on defense. All of those guys are injured for the Knights. Um, so that just uh, it just gives the Oilers another advantage here. And um, you know, I think if uh, if the Knights had were fully healthy, I think that you know this would probably be a minus one ten game both ways. And even though the Oilers are a little bit better team, I could see the Knights pulling off a win here at home if they were healthy. But with all these injuries and even the injury on defense. I think that leans toward Edmonton here. Um, if there was a shorter six and a half, I was going to look towards the over, but at seven, you know, it's probably pretty much already been bet into overnight. I think that seven is probably the right number. So yeah, that's, that's the way I lean as well as the Oilers. There you go. Uh, another uh, almost d double best bet there. We got a, it's like a one and a half there on that one. That's a, 
that's yeah, Todd's definitely. pick and uh, Russ leaning that way. So money here as well, saying we are all Oilers. Uh, for those <laughs> who know, we got the Oilers future <laughs> every week. <laughs> hey, comes, yeah, so I mean, got, yeah, we're on his we're on his Canucks and his Oilers. So yeah, no money should be pumped about this show today. Yeah, this absolutely. Tuesday show fell in line with like everything that we've been along with here as well. We got the LA Kings, the Kings yeah, Tuesdays, yeah, yeah. Todd. <laughs> Stay in that path there. Keep back the Kings. Then we got the Oilers. We are all Oilers. And then, uh, yes, we're on so money's Canucks there. So everyone across the Edgework team is going to be pretty happy today with these selections. Mm-hmm. But just want to remind people, if you're watching right now, you have not hit subscribe on this channel, please make sure to do so. Subscribe here to the Edgework HQ YouTube channel, as well as like this stream. Helps us get out there. Helps us uh, get to more eyeballs. And the more people who view the show, uh, the more that we can do here with this, more content that we can continue to put out. So uh, make sure to like this show. Make sure to like this stream in particular and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Now, as always on Tuesdays, close out with props. Russ, first time on the Tuesday show, so I'm going to kick it to you first and foremost. You've got a prop for us here tonight. Which game, which player are we looking at? Yeah, let me get this one out of the way so we can let Todd have the stage and I can learn a little bit about his process. But I figured just since, uh, you know, in the nature of the Tuesday show, I would have to have at least one prop. So this is, you know, this is right in line with I'm, with what I'm thinking. Pittsburgh and Detroit, uh, Dominique Kublik is moving up to that front line, that first line this morning, and they've already confirmed their their uh, line combinations. So, yeah, I like to, I like, you know, Dominique Kublik over two and a half goals. I think that this is similar to what we were talking about in, in Boston, where a guy moves up to the front line and is still priced at plus 140, 145. And uh, he's gone over that in five of seven games. And I think, you know, he should have all of the chances that he wants against this Pittsburgh team that's, uh, you know, short on defense and that gives up a ton of scoring chances. So that's where that's the way I'm looking. Uh, I think that David Perron, you could also look that direction, but he hasn't play, been playing as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Kubelik on that front line over two and a half goals is the way I'm going or two and a half shots. There you go. All right. Dominique Kubelik, uh, over two and a half shots on goal, plus 144 is best price available. Uh, we'll lock that in as our first prop of the night and Russ's debut prop on the Tuesday show. Oh. And wh- what was the other one that you were talking about here that you were looking at? David Perron was something. I was looking at it, but it's just not as good as a, of, a, of a price. And I think that, you know, that Kubelik has been playing a little bit better. And maybe, and maybe Todd can weigh in on this a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, basically, it seems to me like Kublik's been playing a little bit better and the price is better. So, got it. All right. So, there you go. There's our first one uh, locked in. And now, as always, Todd, Toddy Props, take it away. What do you Good got thing. for us today? <laughs> I actually I have a disappointing card here. I only have three props right now. So, um, what about the- penalty minutes? I haven't got to look at that yet. <laughs> There's no lines last I saw. Oh. Um, I might have to fire those out. You can put them out later. Um, <laughs> okay. But I have three props for right now. Uh, first one is Rupe Hints over two and a half shots, minus 105. Um, his shot volume is much better on the road than at home. Last 10 games at home, he's averaged 3.7 attempts. Last 10 games on the road, it's uh, just under, or just over five and a half. So he's averaging two more attempts on the road. Uh, Chicago is dead last in shots against per game to centers over the last 10 games. And uh, Hintz faced the Hawks uh, two or three weeks ago. In that game, he had seven shots and 12 attempts. So clearly he likes that matchup. Uh, he can exploit it. 
uh, his volume is better on the road. And uh, I think it's a good price, whereas like uh, guys like Heiskanen are juiced up. Um, my next one is I have Shea Theodore over two and a half shots at minus 102. The Oilers have given up a lot of shots to defensemen this year. I believe they're bottom five uh, on the year. Um, Shea Theodore, the last 10 home games, he leads the Knights with 64 attempts, which is 15 more than the closest teammate to him, which is Eichel. Uh, so he's shooting a lot. Uh, he's quarterback in the top power play. For a while, they were using Petrangelo there, but they put Theodore there a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Oilers do take a fair amount of penalties, so I think that's a nice little bonus as well. And then lastly, I have Victor Arvidsson for over half a point. Uh, he has 12 points his last 10 games. He's been shooting the puck a ton. Um, the The Flames don't give up many shots, so I didn't want to go to the shot department with him. Um, but they will use their matchup lines against the Kopitar Kempe line, which should free up Arvidsson to face lesser competition at five or five. He's also on the top power play as the main shooter. And uh, as was mentioned, the Flames goaltending has not been good this year at all. And Markstrom seems to be in quite a rut. So I think getting Arvidsson uh, for a point there is a very nice price. And uh, that's all I have for now. All right, so when those uh, penalty minute pet bets come in later on, uh, make sure to go over and follow the Edgework HQ Twitter account because if Todd gets more of those or finds some as he likes today, if he sends them along, then we'll fire them out from the Twitter account so you can get notified on there and be able to track along with what Todd's penalty minute props are that, uh, <laughs> that he's been looking at. How did you do last week on the penalty minutes, Todd? Uh, last week's show I did two and two because there was a fight. And I had the under on the Sabres side and the Predators fight, or Predators side. And then Tage Thompson gets into a fight and sends both of them over. <laughs> so go figure. But uh, I've been doing well with them in general. Yeah. Are you just looking into like uh, general averages or what are yeah. you looking into? Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. Like up. last 10 games average and then like see which teams draw a lot. Like New Jersey, awesome. for example, uh, they draw like they spend like three minutes and 20 seconds per power play time on like, on a per game basis. And I keep getting teams like eight and a half, nine and a half under against them. Interesting. So I'm like, I've just been doing that a lot and it's been working. Yeah. That's awesome. Anywhere you can find an angle. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Russ, have you been looking much into the player props recently? It's something we've talked about on the show now where uh, I've asked different people throughout because I mean, obviously you come to the Tuesday show, Todd closes out and it's like that's Todd's specialty is closing out with the shots on goal props or point Absolutely. props and stuff like that. And then you go to the other ones we have like Alex B. Smith. He goes with the re uh, regulation time draws. That's where mm -hmm. he picks up a lot of uh, ones where you can find his kind of specified area or specified markets. But uh, so I talked to so many. We, you've been on yeah. the show when I've asked him about the him diving into player props. Now I've started to see you venturing more into the player props especially tweeting them out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is this more of a new thing for you that you're doing? Yep, certainly. You know, I think that the the as long as the longer the season goes on, a lot of these lines, these sides and totals get tighter and tighter. Some of these odds makers kind of catch on to some of the angles that I'm taking. And I see more of my bets get moved right into market. So I have no edge. And so that uh, results in, yeah, looking into different angles, just like Todd's been doing, man. And um I know, you know, I think I've talked to so many a little bit about it. I've talked to you a little bit about it and Rob Pozzola too. And it's like, you know, right now I'm just sort of using it in correlation with my model, right? Like if I do like the over 
or if I like a side, then I'll sort of look into if somebody's moving up in the line or, uh, you know, kind of how that affects that affects their play and their results. So I think, you know, it's something that absolutely everybody should look into. I think once you kind of have maybe an, you know, kind of know what you're doing on sides and totals, I think you can look into it further and kind of explore some of those angles. So definitely, I think, you know, as this goes on and maybe even next year, we'll all have a a bunch more props as we've seen. And as Todd has proven, there's obviously an edge to be had for sure. So, yeah. Um, all right. Last thing before we get out of here, Jay stone nine asking Carolina Tampa, uh, this is obviously a game that we, uh, had passed over. So if you guys have any thoughts on the Carolina Tampa game and pull up the odds here for you right now, I'm currently looking at Tampa Bay plus plus one eighteen on the road against Carolina minus one thirty. So the over six sitting at plus a hundred, uh, is there any side that you would be leaning towards yeah, or a total in this one? I'll start with you, Russ. Yeah, yep. Um, I just got the notification <clears throat> that Peter Kachekov is confirmed for the Hurricanes. And so that did have me looking at the over here a little bit just because his play has been dipping a little. This is not something I'm locking in, um, and I maybe would be a half play. A few concerns here. This Carolina team, the offense has just been – terrible has not generated anything at all and their their defense is one of the best in the league obviously the hurricanes defense is awesome but yeah i think you know this probably could be a, could be a six and a half and even six and a half so there's a little bit of value on the over here it looks like it is trending that direction um, but you know this is such a strange game as far as whatever you know we could see tampa bay win 5-2 we could see carolina win 6-3 and you know none of it would surprise me at all i think both these teams are sort of in a kind of a lull right now right before the playoffs where they're kind of getting their personnel healthy they're getting things straightened out before they go on the playoff run that it's hard to decide it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen in this game so i think you know this will be a great matchup and one that i'll probably tune into but i don't know on the side, as far as a side, I don't really have an edge. I, like I said, I think anything could happen. Gun to my head, if I had to make a play, I I would take over six. But as far as right now, I'm I'm staying out of this one. And Todd, would you be staying away from this one as well? Yeah, I think the prices are about where they should be. Like Tampa Bay hasn't been playing that well, um, but Carolina lost Svechnikov, and that took a big bite out of their offense. So, like, they're still generating shots or whatever, but, like, they don't really have the ability to score on them like they usually do. Um, and it's just not really a game I want to get involved in. Like, I think I think everything's pretty tight and around where it should be. Um, like, uh, like Russ was saying, maybe the over, if I had to pick, if I absolutely had to have one pick from that game. Um, but just with Svechnikov out, I, it just... Yeah. Uh, like if he was playing, I would do it, but it's just I don't know if there's the finishing ability. And like Tampa Bay is a team where they score a lot on the power play, but Carolina's penalty kill is so good. It's just sure. it's kind of a gross matchup that um, I don't really want to get involved in. Yeah. Right. All right. So there you go. That is all the games for today. We're covering all the bets that we've given out. Now we'll go through and recap each of these uh, uh, 
for today's picks, what what we picked, what price we played them at, how many units we played. I believe today actually is all one unit plays, so unless otherwise specified, these are full unit plays here. But uh, looking at yesterday here, even Insight saying Jonas Johansson played like George Vesna last night. Uh, yeah, we were on Jonas Johansson watch, and as you can see here on the right side of your screen, yesterday was a little bit of a tougher day for us. We pushed on two and then lost three of the five bets, so we go 0-3 and two on yesterday's plays obviously had the regulation time draw in seattle minnesota that lost and then edmonton beats the coyotes 5-4 in regulation and then jonas johansson tough one for us there uh go, taking the over six and a half he gets six in that one and so money saying in the chat we will never talk about that game again <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah we'll move on from that but looking at today's picks recapping these here as you can see on the bet stamp app where you can track all the picks for us and there you go there's the Todd uh, Todd dog, dog sighting uh, for today's show um, but uh looking at this one uh we got Dominic Kubelik over two and a half shots on goal plus 144 in the Pittsburgh Detroit game as well as the over six minus 120 there then we're going so that is over six minus 120 as well as Dominic Kubelik over two and a half shots on goal plus 144 then we move on to Vancouver St. Louis we're taking the Vancouver Canucks money line minus 103 against the St. Louis Blues that is the Canucks money line minus 103 against the Blues we have Rupe Hints over two and a half shots on goal plus 100 in the Dallas Chicago game that is over two and a half shots on goal plus 100 for Rupe Hints in Dallas Chicago then in the Kings Calgary game Victor Arvidsson over 0.5 points minus 116 as well as the Kings money line plus 115 so Kings money line plus 115 Arvidsson over 0.5 points minus 116 and then in the final game here another double down in this game Shea Theodore over two and a half shots on goal minus 104 and the Edmonton Oilers minus 117 money line. So Oilers minus 117 money line against the Vegas Golden Knights. And Shea Theodore over two and a half shots on goal minus 104. Again, if you want to track all the picks that we give out here on this show, you can do so in the BetStamp app. You can find that on iOS and Android. You could also find that on web. You can find us in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. And if you're looking to sign up for new sports books, make sure to go over to the link in our description there, betstamp.app slash edgework. Uh, you can find us there and sign up for all these sports books. It helps support us a ton. So make sure to check that out. So thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. If you haven't already subscribed to this channel, please make sure to do so as well as liking this stream. And I just want to let everybody know starting this thursday with the mlb season kicking off if you enjoy the nhl daily live shows you enjoy the nba daily live shows well we have an mlb daily live show coming up with john legaza from the athletic he takes a unique approach to mlb betting and he's going to be doing a daily live show at noon eastern time monday through friday breaking down all of the MLB games for that day, giving out his best bets there. So now you can go from your NHL content to NBA right into MLB and have best bets all day for uh, for the next at least couple of months until these two seasons in the NBA and the NHL come to an end. And then it'll be John taking over for throughout the summer for there. So make sure to go over to Call to the Pen YouTube channel. You can find that listed on the main page here of the Edgework HQ YouTube channel. But 
Russ, thank you for filling in here today. Appreciate it. You helped us stay in line with our Kings Tuesdays. We are yep. all Oilers. We are all Canucks. So we stayed on path there. Pitched in with a prop as well. So appreciate that. Your Tuesday yeah. prop debut. Um, appreciate <laughs> you hopping on here. And uh, Todd, as always, thank you uh, for the props. Thanks for the insight, guys. I'll see you guys back here. Uh, Russ, I'll see you on Thursday. Todd, I will see you back here next Tuesday. And for everyone else watching out there, I'll see you guys back here tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Good luck on your bets tonight.